0: The secret of creating quality things, quality content, quality writing, videos, products, courses, the secret to creating quality is to plan on creating quantity. That's really, that's really it. You can stop watching the video now. That's the, that's the entire message. But let me go into some of the nuances. Because a lot of you are, I've noticed as I work with people, of course, you want to, you want things, quality things to be uh, in the world from you. You want people to look at you uh, with credibility and with respect uh, and want to work with you because you put out quality things. But how can you put out quality things when you don't work on putting out a quantity of things? Well, George, I just. That's why I take courses, George. I take courses so that I can then, the first thing I put out there is quality, right? I I laugh at that because, of course, I teach a lot of courses. And what I know after teaching courses for 10, 11 years is that students easily take courses from me, but it's harder to implement the courses. So did the students who take courses from me learn and grow, really? It might've been some, poorly done entertainment, right? Just watching me talk and looking at my documents. It's not really entertainment, but okay. Everybody has their own decision to make on that. Um, just just watching my stuff doesn't help you to really grow. To really learn and grow requires that you take action because action builds muscles. And that's what really, we're really trying to do You know, this whole time, is to build your muscles because And by muscles, I don't literally mean your physical muscles. You you could talk about that too. But we're talking about your mental muscles, your emotional muscles, uh, the muscles with which you create and with which you express yourself, right? Those are muscles, I might say, internal muscles, uh, sort of invisible muscles, right? Skills, habits. So to grow muscles, but I, I I like this analogy of muscles because... Just like you imagine, if you want to become a really good athlete, can you take a lot of courses on how to become a good athlete? Yes, sure you can. Especially these days, it's online courses. Now, what are you going to do after you take those courses? You actually have to get a quantity of practice in before you grow the muscles to become a great athlete. Same thing. If you want to become a great musician, you can either take a lot of courses on how to become a great musician, become a great violinist or whatever. But then if you don't get the quantity of practice in, you can't actually get the muscle, literally in this case, right, mental and physical muscles, to be able to become a great violinist. So same thing with writing, with making videos, with creating courses, with making great websites. Yeah, your website. You're going to have to go through many versions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it. I don't know. if Maybe I'm the only one who told you did you think that you're going to make one version of your website and you're done? Probably not. Um, in fact, if you want to be effective about it, you would make multiple versions of your website and see which one people respond to the best and then decide that's called split testing, right? Like that's what I did whenever I was updating my websites. And I still do that today. Whenever I'm update, creating my sales pages for my online courses, I don't just make one version. I make one version and then the second version has little tweaks and maybe some important tweaks and then I split test the two using a tool called Google Optimize. It's free, by the way, Google Optimize, just Google it. And you can split test. But anything you do, whether it's a website or an online course or your writings or your videos, everything you get better with quantity. Now, you might have some you know a couple of um, objections to this okay so one let me let me first address I'm not here to make you feel badly that you're not doing enough and this is very important to say because you already feel exhausted you already feel overwhelmed I know I know you because I I speak to many of you you already feel overwhelmed by life and exhausted and like you're just watching this because you it's easier for you to watch than for you to do so that's why you're watching this right now right <laughs> it's okay. You know, maybe this will bring you some comfort and, and some laughs. Um, maybe, maybe not. At least you can, well, oh, sorry, pointing the wrong way. I have to figure out it's this way I have the point. Um, you can look at buddy's head and his ears and his face. Okay. His, he heard his name. All right. So that's, that's, that's some entertainment, but um, it, it, the thing is, if you are feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling exhausted. Oh, George, you want me to do more? You want me to do more? I feel like I'm already, I can't even keep up with what I'm doing. It's okay. Self-compassion is incredibly important and needed. And I give myself some self-compassion all the time. I mean, before I did this video, you know, I did my energy reboot, which is how I give myself compassion all day long. And and so here's here's one question I have for you is how often do you give yourself self-compassion? Only when you remember and how often do you remember? probably not as often as you need to remember. I give myself self-compassion four times an hour. I mean, literally, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You know, when I, when I, when I'm doing my work every day, probably every five to 15 minutes, sometimes every five minutes I'll, I'll stop cause I feel some tension happening in the shoulders and, the, you know, in the neck and I'll stop and then I'll, I'll do my energy reboot for 20 seconds. And that's self-compassion, tapping into the compassion of the source. Um, so I give myself self-compassion all day long and I hope that you're doing the same thing. So it's, it's really, it's number one. It's if you're going to do anything more, first of all, do more self-compassion. That's the quantity of action that I want you to take. Now, when it comes to quantity of action in your business to actually help your business grow, right? You need to understand the reason why we do quantity is because of experimentation. Without experimentation, you can't understand what the market wants from you. Let me say that again. How do you know what is your calling in life, right? I, I, I for, for many years, I, I struggled with this question. What is my calling in life? What is my purpose in life? How do you know? And, yeah, there's books and books written on this, but I'm going to give you a shortcut. Your calling in your business, I'm not going to say life because that's but your calling in your business, your purpose with a capital P, right, in your business is the intersection of what you you joyfully and, and just so passionately want to give, the intersection of that and what your market wants from you. So your calling in your business is what you joyfully want to give and what the market wants to receive from you joyfully. So how do you figure out that intersection? Do you just journal by yourself? Do you work with a business or marketing coach? Those things can help, but nothing actually moves it, moves the needle and moves you forward until you touch the market, until you actually place things humbly in front of the people and say, do you like this? I don't know if you like this. I can make guesses all day long. I, I, I like I personally like this a lot, but you might not like this and that's okay if you don't. And that's the, that's the key. It's okay if you don't like this because I'm not trying to manipulate you into likings actually literally, literally actually. I don't want you no I'm not this is not a reverse psychology here. I don't want you to like this video if you don't actually like it. Because if you like this video and you don't actually like it, you're just trying to give me some compassion, give me some, some support, it throws my data off. Do, do you see what I mean? Like it actually literally because I – so let me tell you how, how this works. Quantity of action results in quantity of data that you can then analyze to say, oh, this is what the market wants from me and not this. How will you know if you don't put it out there? Do you think a market? Do, do you if I'm your marketing coach? Do you think I can tell you what the market wants from you? I can't. And if any marketing coach is saying, "Oh, I can tell you what I, I, you know, I can tell you what's going to sell. I can tell you this is this product is going to sell. My copywriting is going to sell. They're, they're, all of it is guesses. All of it. I don't care if you pay your marketing coach ten thousand dollars a month." They're still guessing and their, their, their guesses might be some educated guesses, but they're even, even if I'm educated and very experienced in marketing, here's the secret. The more experienced you get in marketing, the more agnostic you become in terms of what's actually going to sell, what's actually going to take off the smartest marketers and you know this, if you've been in marketing, you know this, the smartest marketers at the end of the day, they just step back and go, oh my God, it's all an experiment. All right. There's some educated guesses we can make. And of course, yes, you have to come to, you can't, you can't be saying, well, I have a thousand options and I don't know which ones to test. You have to say, well, out these thousand options. My educated guess says we have to test these 15 options, these 15, let's test that first. And these 15 options will then educate us based on the data on, okay, let's test these next 15 options. Do you see what I mean? If you're journaling, if you're just like, okay, I'm going to plan out the perfect marketing campaign. I'm going to plan out the perfect article, the perfect video, the perfect course. You're just stalling. (laughs) You're stalling because nobody except for the market can tell you what is quality. Let me say that again. Nobody outside, nobody inside your own head, <laughs> all the voices, can tell you what is quality. But George, I really like, I know what's quality, George. Don't 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 BS me. I know what's quality. When I see something and I'm proud of it, I know it's gonna do really. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Go ahead and try it. How many things have I put out that I'm really proud of? And I'm surprised that you all didn't get it. Many things. <laughs> because I've been around now pre- creating content for many years. And I have over 1,000 videos, over 1,000 articles. Trust me. I mean, I, like I said, the smarter I get, the more experienced I get, the more, the more I become, I don't know. That's what I say. I mean, uh, the philosophers have said this, have this for thousands of years, right? The more you learn, the more you realize you, you really don't know. And that's true for marketing and for content and for online courses and for books and for website colors and for website headlines. I don't know. I don't know. So let's come to an educated guess and let's test these three options. On a website, it would be three options you would test or two options, fine. But when it comes to content, when it comes to how do I figure out, now this is a question that a lot of you have, how do I figure out what my offerings should be, George. How? Okay, stay with me, right? How do I figure out how do I describe what I do? Do you have that question? Let me tell you the secret. I've been saying this entire entire video. You have got to test different ways of describing what you do. I cannot tell you, I, I don't care if the best copywriter in the world, you can hire the, them for $10,000 to write your sales page. They cannot tell you with $10,000 written sales page, whether it's going to work or not. I'm sorry. It's only one guess. I hope when you pay them 10,000, hope they're not just writing you one, one sales page. I hope they're, they're giving you 10 versions of one sales page and let's test, split test the 10 versions. How do you know how to describe what you do? How do you know how to, what to offer in your business? What is my business really? I have these different modalities. I have these different skills that I can do. I have these different interests that I'm passionate about. How do I know what to offer? Who are you asking? Are you asking yourself? You can't tell yourself what the answer is. Are you asking me, this marketing genius? I can't tell you. So who do you ask? You ask the market. That's, that's the only people you can ask. Who else are you going to ask? Which experts are going to tell you? Are they the market? They're probably not your market. I am not your market. Your audience is your market. The people who actually might buy your stuff is your market. Now you can reach them through Instagram ads, Facebook ads, and all that stuff to test. But still, at the end of the day, you still have to say, I have five modalities I've been trained in. I'm certified in five different things. Which of these five should I offer George? How do I put them all together in this brilliant description on my website, on my homepage? It's gotta be brilliant. It's gotta be so integrated. You're giving yourself too much pressure and you're all doing this to stall. You're all doing this in your own head. The market hasn't touched. You haven't touched the market at all. And the market needs to tell you with data what works. So if you have these five modalities, Then what I would tell you is fine. Let's go ahead and describe each modality three times. Like I said, 15 options. We're going to describe each modality that you offer three different ways. Got it. Three different ways. And you're going to one by one test them 15 different descriptions. Now you don't do this in one day and put 15 posts on Facebook. That doesn't make sense, but you could do it in 15 weeks You got 15 weeks now. Each week, you put one description out there and see people go, oh, my God, that's really cool. And then you find out option number seven works really well and option number 12 works really well. The other options were "Ah, okay. People didn't really get it. You see what I mean? How else are you testing what is your calling in your business? How else are you testing how do you describe your business and what should you be offering? Are you just doing this by journaling? Are Are you reading articles and trying to figure it out? You can't. Now, all that's just educated guesses. But before you put it out there, there's nothing. There's no data. It's all in your head. It's all in the marketer's head who's advising you. It's all just all in your your collective heads. But the market hasn't given you any data. You get to quality and you get to clarity through quantity. That's all you do. That's all you can do because that's the most right answer. The right answer is the people who are actually going to buy from you, what are they saying to you? Are they which, which of the 15 options are they liking the most? And therefore, what can you develop further and say, oh, option seven and option 12, let's develop these further. Now, let's actually take option seven and 12 and let's create three descriptions of option seven and 12. Now we have six things to test. Let's test these in the next six weeks. Got it? So after 21 weeks, you have more clarity about what the market actually wants from you than you've been doing for the last two years. Now, you might not, you might li- not literally have 15 options to begin with. Maybe you only have three options to begin with, right, or five or whatever. But these, this kind of testing, qual- quality via quantity, is the way to actually make your business take off faster than just taking another online course or reading another book or consulting another marketing person. I say this even though I sell you online courses. My online courses merely help you make educated guesses. But you still haven't done anything until you touch the market. So anyway, I hope this is helpful. Quantity brings you quality. This is true for all my articles, all my videos. I, I look at the data. Like I said, don't like this video if you don't like it. Only like this video if, you, if, if it's better than the other ones I make. Not better, but if you, better than the other ones you've seen today. Uh, from other people, like like I want actual data. I don't want your BS likes, not BS. I'm thank thank you for your support, but you know I, it's gonna screw my data if you if you're liking it just because you're you feel sorry for me or you want to you know what I mean. And and but guess what? Most creators aren't saying that. Most creators are like, ah like comment subscribe, and they're like, and the problem is now they have a new baseline, right? The creators who say like comment subscribe at the beginning, at the end of the video, whatever. What they're doing is they're creating a new baseline. Now every single video they have to say like, comment, and subscribe. Otherwise, they're throwing off their data because if they didn't say it one day, a few people might forget to like it, and then now their data is screwed up. You know, screwed up because now they can't tell which one, which direction they should go. So I don't want to be saying like, comment, subscribe all the time because I think it's, I think it's silly. Number one, I mean, I know it works. It's like okay, I get three more likes than you know, no, but still, it's like I think it's needy. I think it's, I think it's unnecessary because if somebody genuinely likes something, sure, out of 10 people genuinely like something, maybe only two people will literally click the like button. The other eight just forgets to do it or don't, you know, they're whatever. It doesn't matter. You're, it's still relative data that you're comparing. It's still okay. So I don't like to be needy. I don't like to, but anyway, so <laughs> I hope this is helpful. Another one of my rants. I really hope that this inspires you to move forward and realize, oh, I simply have to test. And if I'm feeling bad that I'm not doing enough, don't feel bad. You just have to look at everything as playful experimentation. You get to play. If you're only putting out one thing a month, you only get to play once a month. And you only get, if you're only putting out one thing a month, that means you get 12 points of data per year, right? Every year, there's 12 months. So if you only put one thing out per month, you get 12 points of data per year. I put out, what uh four pieces of content per per week per week and i work about 45 weeks in the year so what is uh that's 180 pieces of content per year so i get 180 place times to play i get 180 pieces of data for what direction i should go you see what i mean so i hope this is helpful and um thanks barbara for your comment here this The same happens to anything in life. Only each one of us has the answer. This is a new world philosophy. And Barbara, I would add to that. uh, Actually, uh, we don't have the answers. When it comes to to business and marketing, only the market has the answer. We're just making educated guesses. That makes sense? So I hope this is clear. Thank you so much. Alessandra says, thank you so clear. All right, awesome, awesome. Okay, everyone, have a great rest of your day. I hope you will take action giving yourself lots of self-compassion and just remember it's all play. It's all experimentation. Okay. So I wish you well. Take care.